Everything's gonna be all right. It's gonna be okay. Sometimes it feels impossible to believe that. But that's the promise. That's the place we put our hope in the darkest hours of our lives. And we, friends, have been in our in some of those dark moments. I want to begin this morning with a story. On Wednesday, this past Wednesday, I was in the I was in the, I guess it's the Midtown Licensing Center to renew my driver's license. It expires in a couple of days. I need to renew it. And I had ticket C146, and they were serving C115. So I knew, I knew it would be a while. And I sat down, and I had my journal with me, and I started to sketch out just some ideas, some thoughts on what this Sunday sermon would look like, and I kind of was jotting down a few things. And then after a while, I glanced at my phone, and I saw the news that there had been another school shooting in Florida. There was this Associated Press article that was on my phone, and there was a picture in that article that really caught my eye. It was, it was a picture of some women who were in a waiting area just outside the school, and I thought there was something on my phone. I thought there was a smudge or a smear on my phone because the image didn't look clear, and then I looked closer, and I saw that it wasn't a smudge, but rather it was a cross of ashes on this woman's forehead, ashes from an Ash Wednesday service. I imagine some of you have seen this photo, this weeping woman. And if you grew up Christian, you know that Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of Lent, a 40-day journey to Easter, symbolically representing the 40 days that Jesus was in the desert, emptying himself, fasting, praying, readying himself for his public ministry. But this woman in the photo with ashes on her forehead, rubbed there that morning by a priest or a minister, a reminder, these ashes on her forehead, a reminder of her mortality, of all of us, our mortality. A reminder for us to course correct while well, we're still alive. These ashes on her forehead, from dust to dust, ashes to ashes. I imagined that perhaps this woman's child, I assumed this was a mother of a student, I imagined that perhaps this woman's child had participated in that same Ash Wednesday service, and maybe she too had a mark, a cross of ashes on her forehead. From dust we come, and to dust we shall return, but not yet, not now, not today, not this way. Let breath and life end more naturally than the rage of a young man, than a bullet. I imagine the parents in this waiting area, near the school, their mouths dry as dust, terrified, shaking, asking themselves, do I go home with my child tonight? Do I go home with them? Shaken to my core, but grateful they're alive. I could imagine them asking, does darkness come? and I return home without my child? Do I return home to their empty room and their bed, made or unmade, the phone charger plugged into the wall, their clothes neatly folded or maybe strewn about, never to be put and worn on that particular body again? I kept looking at this picture. I didn't read the story. I didn't scroll down to read the rest of the story because I didn't need to. I knew the story. We know this story. We know this story all too well. We know this pattern. We've known it for a long time. 
What we don't know is if and when and how the story will change. And so I breathed in that picture. And I held the question I was holding for this Sunday, this question of how do we get through the night? How do we persevere through the horror when our hearts are broken wide, when our lives fall apart? How do we make it to dawn when dawn feels like years away, when food and drink have no taste, nor we no appetite, when laughter is dead in our throats, when the very idea of joy or pleasure feels like an insult to our numb and aching bodies? That's the question on my heart this morning. That is the question I bring to this space. What gets us, what gets you through the night? What gets you through the night when you lose someone you love? What gets you through the night when you're holding the challenges of parenting as you struggle with your child and their temper or your temper, as you struggle with their anxiety or your anxiety and your worry? What gets you through the night when your relationship is on the edge, when you play over and over again in your head the sharp words you kept exchanging with your partner, the ways you keep hurting one another with your words, and you wonder, is there a way through this? What gets you through the night when you're undocumented and you can't stop thinking about your family, your children, the life you know and have built here, and how that could change at any moment, your family separated? What is it, friends, that gets you through the night? As the poet in our reading says, night is the test. When grief lies uncovered and longing shows clear, when nothing we do can hasten earth's turning or delay it. What gets you through the night when the question of why, when the question of why, why did this, whatever it is, why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to my child? Why did this happen to my loved one? Why did this happen to my family? When the question of why cannot be answered in any way that satisfies the human heart, what gets you through the night? As we look at the carnage yet again, we can answer the practical question, why? Yes, why? Because we're a country infatuated with weapons. We've made a god of our weapons. We idolize our weapons. Why? Because our leaders have failed to act. Why? Because this is the price we are willing to pay. But that's not the answer our hearts are after. That's not the answer that satisfies the ache in our souls. And so we turn to our faith, and this faith, friends, doesn't provide easy answers. It doesn't say there's some grand plan, and after enough trauma and violence and suffering with God's fingerprints all over it as some divine plan, then the dawn comes. That is not how our faith sees the world. We don't suggest that suffering is a test, that violence and trauma have a purpose. But just because we don't offer easy answers doesn't mean our faith fails to offer a response, a faithful way of helping one another through the night to the light of the clear blue morning. So I looked at that picture and I held that woman in the ashes on her forehead, 
And I remembered a story that a colleague of mine shared several years ago with the group of us. He shared with this group this story about a woman in his congregation, someone he had known for a number of years who had suddenly and unexpectedly lost her life partner in a terrible accident. And he was called and he went to her home and he found her there collapsed on the floor in the living room, collapsed, wailing and crying and mourning. And he met her there on the floor. He lay down on the floor next to her and he joined her in that darkness, her dark night, and he wept and he mourned with her. He stayed with her. He continued to accompany her in the weeks and the months to come. Because there was no answer to that woman's question of why did my partner die? Why did my partner die in this accident? But my colleague did have an answer to the question, how do we make it through the night? How do we make it through the night? And his answer was together together. And that, friends, is what I'm holding on to. I'm holding on to that idea that the only way we make it through moments like this is together. We make it through the night, the hardship, the loss we think we can't endure. We make it through the night together with a friend, with a loved one, with God, however you understand God, with something that breathes with us as others sleep, something that is the beginning of love, something so large Wherever we are, we are not separate. Something which teaches again the way to start over. How do we make it through the night? Together. The poets and the prophets and the singers and the wise ones remind us from their own life experiences, their own dark nights of the soul, they remind us it is always darkest before the dawn that it's a long, dark night and we're waiting for the morning. It's been a long, hard fight, but I see a brand new day, a dawning. They remind us that weeping may endure for the night and that night might be months or even years long, but that joy comes in the morning. And the poet Nancy Schaefer reminds us we are not alone. Something holds us and breathes with us as we move to the new day. The why of so much of life cannot be answered, but the how, how do we move forward? How do we make it through the night? That can be answered and the answer is together. Together with the spirit of love with one another, together in the grief and mourning, together saying in word and deed, I'm right here, I'm with you, I'm not leaving. When we're in a dark night of the soul trying to make it to the dawn, Reverend Sam Wells suggests that what's really required is simply being with, staying there, listening, not having the answers, but sharing the struggle, praying together, singing songs and hymns. What's needed is company. What's needed is I'm right here. I'm not leaving. I'm with you. And yet in the darkness, in the darkness of the night, the night, yet again, the night, it can feel impossible. How do we know we'll make it through the night, that the night won't devour us, won't annihilate us, won't destroy us? We know it because we're in community. 
We know it because we're in this place together. We know it because the body of this church knows it. Because this is a community made up of people who have lived through some of the worst things you can imagine, who have gone through the darkest of nights and who are here alive with joy and laughter and compassion in their beings because they were accompanied through their dark night and they will accompany you through your dark night. We know it because we're here. And I invite you to hold on to this truth. You are not alone. Love breathes with you. We breathe with each other. This we can hold on to. This we can trust. There are so many whys that cannot be answered. There are so many whys that trouble my heart, that trouble my spirit. There are so many whys that keep me up at night. But the hows, how do we make it through the night? How do we create the change we long to see? That can be answered. And the answer is together. Together with the spirit of love, together with one another, we hold each other. Together, we sing to life. We stop singing to death in a culture of violence. We sing to life together. Together, we stop business as usual. We march, we roll, we protest. We stand at the Capitol. Together, we love the hell out of this world. Together, we make courage our oar, passion our sail, wisdom and truth our guide through all travail. Together. We find our voice. Together, we set a new course. Together, together, together. Amen.